we must have done episodes before where one of us has been struggling. In fact, you're always you were always ill or got the cold or something. Yeah, this is maybe the most ill, audibly ill someone's been. We've had coughs before, we've had yeah. blowy noses that have been edited out, but this is the most audibly disgusting my ears have felt. <laughs> well, see, it's a combination of like throat infection, cold, slash... I was at a gig last night, and despite the fact that my throat already at that point was oh, yeah. pretty bad, I did try and sing. Oh, that's a bad call. It did, yeah, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's it's at the stage now where if I go to a certain pitch, I can't actually hit it. So if I'm like, yes, lads, like that's me trying to hit like a normal pitch. And I don't know why uh-huh. I said yes, lads. <laughs> yes, lads. Yes, lads. I can't actually hit that pitch. You're, that, you're so excited about being ill. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, la, 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 la. Is that, is that this week's uh, intro music? That's the intro music. No, you, you've, you've got to put your real intro music in, Colin. La, 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 la. Cease Parade episode 108. I'm gonna fiddle I'm gonna fiddle with my volume. Ah, uh, you keep on fiddling. Just gonna try to. Yeah. Uh, episode 108. Um where for the first time ever I can remember I sound a bit weird, but that's because illness is uh, upon me and death is another day closer. Which is sounds <laughs> like a sad but true fact that one day Cease Parade I mean, is I'm not gonna be yeah, here. You're right. You're right. You're closer to death than you were. Uh, as as we all are, each passing second. I mean, I, I mean, I don't feel like that close to death, but I don't feel great. How much do you think you could uh, bench right now? <laughs> well, nothing like Nicola Sturgeon can bench. Hey, Nicola, how's it going? Hey, Nicky. Um, that's that's a that's a throwback to a previous episode. So thanks to everybody who got that. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm nursing some hot juice here, which um I don't even like. I think I made it far too strong, <laughs> but um yeah, hot sugar. There we go. Maybe your super virus has amplified your taste sense. It's like Spider-Man, except sick man. <laughs> your sickness man. I can taste things better. Uh, no, the sick man sounds better, because then people could actually have, you've got like a catchphrase. You do something cool, you jump off a building, you save a cat, and somebody goes, oh, sick, sick man. man. And you're like, wait, what? Did you mean the <laughs> trick or me? Or or both? Or you'd say, sick man, sick man. You know, like, because you're addressing, no, never mind. That's that. That joke's going too meta. That was my joke, just yeah, longer. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, okay, CISO Parade. Um, as a reminder, we've got merchandise. You can order a CISO Parade mug, t-shirt, notebook. I still haven't done that. You really should. The mug's excellent. I know. I keep I keep saying every time I'm oh, totally going to get me a something, and then I just don't. Yeah, you need to. If you're going to get anything, I would recommend the mug. The mugs. The mugs very very good. I'm lazy, so I will repost the link on Twitter. And uh, of course, follow us Twitter at Seesaw Parade, Snapchat at Seesaw Parade, and Facebook. Or, uh, or uh, at, uh, at Seesaw James. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've got your Twitter. Specifically me, because there's way too many Jameses in the world. I had to find a way to make my name unique. I stuck <laughs> the parade on, on there. Okay. Well, somebody who is not unique, because I'm pretty sure he has a twin or a brother, is Harvey Weinstein. Oh, he's got a twin or a brother? Yeah. They're like the Weinstein brothers, I'm sure. Okay. Also, is it, are we calling him Weinstein or Weinstein or Weinstein? Weinstein. Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, yeah. Mar- uh, movie mogul, producer. He was, you know, he's, he's one of the big dogs because he essentially gets to decide who's in the movies. He's a, He's got a big, yep, he matters a lot. Um, And this week it's kind of all come crashing down 
one of Hollywood's biggest open secrets has now been made known to the world uh, and that the New York Times published a massive article with various women, including Rose McGowan and Ashley Judd, who were documenting all the times that Harvey Weinstein had essentially was a bit of a creep and was sexually harassing them. And all sorts of horrible things, you know, answering doors naked, trying oh. to forcibly kiss them. I hear that one a lot. People answering doors naked. Do you think it ever works? I mean, I'm not going to try it. I might try it. I'm going to try it tomorrow. But do you think it works? Well, if, if this case is anything to go by, then no. Because, you know, he, he, he's it's not ended so well for Mr. Mr. Weinstein. The the accusations among the accusations are that he's he's forced women to massage him and watch him naked, and he also promised to help advance their careers in return for sexual favours. Standard stuff from creepy old guys, slash maybe one day creepy middle-aged, or young guys. That's very true, but my question, James, is this is something which has been known in Hollywood for quite some time, even to the extent that Seth MacFarlane referenced it. Yeah, he made that joke. At the Oscars. Yeah. Congratulations, you five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) And... And so now, like, why, why now? If everybody knew it, why did nobody say anything? I don't know why all of a sudden everyone's decided to. I'm happy they have. I also don't know why they didn't. Well, I do know why they didn't at the start. Big fat guy in charge. Who's going to bring him down? But I don't know what, what's, what kicked it all off, what, what caused the spark. But I'm glad, to, I'm glad it happened because people, doesn't matter how powerful you are in different circles, you shouldn't be invulnerable to... Uh, being brought down by your actions. He took a leave of absence and then he got sacked by the board. From his own company. Uh, And then there's lots of other actresses who weren't part of the original article came out of the woodwork to to say, um, to bring out more accusations. So you had Romola Garay, who was 18, and uh, said that she felt violated when he answered the door to his hotel room in a bathrobe. And George Clooney's described it as indefensible. You've had more people from actress Asia Argento, Lucia Stoller. There's loads of them. They've said that they, Weinstein forced himself on them. I, I mean, what happens now? Well, I hope, I, I'm assuming he, he gets investigated and then if the claims prove to be founded in reality, uh, he'll get prosecuted. Maybe even prison time, but he's wealthy, so maybe not. I don't know, rich people, they just kind of get told to go home. Yeah, well, he's, he's checked himself into rehab. Which I think is kind of the A-lister thing to do. Oh, yeah, no, that's the, if you're getting brought down as a celebrity, pretend it's all drugs thing. Sometimes it is all drugs. I don't know. I wonder if this will change the perception of, you know, Hollywood in that, yeah, it's kind of sleazy old men and aspiring actresses. I know this is kind of a stereotype. Yeah. But the image of the young actress who's trying to get get into a role and so has to do something that she probably doesn't want to do to get that role. Is that is that a stereotype or is that, well, I suppose it's not. That is no, that's a cl- complete cliche. It's, it's something that we we all kind of, well, I guess everyone has made jokes about on all different levels. You hear it at basically every Oscars at some point. Someone makes a joke about someone having done favors. We all know it. I don't know why no one ever does anything about it. You know, you might ruin your own career. I guess never get back into a film, and if if the police don't take you up on it, you've done it all for nothing. I suppose. But no, it, we all have heard jokes about this, and jokes are always like smoke that points to the fire so yeah that's that's a uh, pretty grim stuff shall we talk about the fun side of hollywood can we do that now are we allowed to do that well now? i mean yeah part of it feels a wee bit kind of flippant going from 
Yeah, arguably the biggest story of the week in which, you know, yeah, a movie mogul has been done for sexual harassment over decades. And now let's talk about Jedis. Yeah, let's go. Let's talk about Star Wars all, yeah. all of a sudden. Well, anyway. Okay. First full trailer for The Last Jedi came out. Here's a clip. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. It does now. What did you think of the, the, the trailer, James? For, for the, the new Star Wars, it's out in December. Okay. Um, uh, when I watched it for the first time, I I enjoyed it a lot, and I thought, ooh, maybe they've given me a bit much of the film there. And then I watched it again, because I don't really, I, I'd already committed to having it being spoiled a wee bit, and I thought, hmm, maybe they're doing a lot of... Uh, misdirection in this trailer which is exciting yes i I think it's a potentially incredibly well edited trailer to make us think that we know the plot of the film and then it's just going to be the opposite that happens it was something when the the first of these new reboots or new star wars films came out is that the trailers were lauded because they were what trailers are meant to be they didn't give away the plot they just kind of showed little bits and they got you really excited for the film. Yeah, and also when we thought they gave away plot, they actually didn't really at all. Because in the first one, they made us believe that John Boyega was going to come in and be the the new Jedi hero. Yeah. Because they showed us it with him with his lightsaber, and we were like, "Oh man, that's really cool." And then nah, that was that was a scene in the film, but he wasn't he wasn't the Jedi. So you're right in that. Yeah, the new trailer has a bit of misdirection about it, in that it's kind of implying I believe so that Daisy Ridley's character, whose name I forget. Ray. Ray, yeah, that's the one. The Ray might go over to the dark side. Yeah. Which I think if that was gonna happen, there's no way they would tease that in the trailer. Not a chance. No, I don't think they would. I mean, I'm okay with these things happening in the film. I, I think I would dislike it very much if they if they had shown it in the trailer. And as for uh the porgs, which has been the weird penguin Yeah. Hamster penguin. It's been the topic of much discussion. There is a very, very brief part of the trailer in which a kind of half sea lion hamster appears. It's apparently called a porg, and it looks quite afraid. And everyone this, is either on the side of, this is terrible, why have you done this? Or, oh, that's so cute, let's make a gif. I, I, I wouldn't say those two groups are mutually exclusive. Yeah. I think it's terrible. I hate the thing. Um, Me too. However, it's also undeniably cute and make gifts of it. <laughs> I'll just hate those gifts too. But I can I can see why people like it. It's, it's deliberately designed to be this year's cuddly toy Christmas present. Does it does it kind of leave a bit of a sour taste in your mouth because it harkens back to the Ewoks? in the original films, which were kind of added in in haste because the, uh, I think it was George Lucas, realised how um, profitable toys were. And so yeah. they introduced the Ewoks as like the cuddly toy yeah. of the franchise. No, that's basically what they're doing. And of course, they made they made a fortune, but the characters or the, the tribe have since been lambasted as like one of the worst bits of the whole franchise. Yeah, like Star Wars has a bad history of adding in things to try and sell toys and those things not being great. Uh, BB-8 is an exception to that, I would say, yeah. but was definitely put in the film just for the sake of making toys. Uh, I don't think this character could ruin the whole film. I, no. I hope it's just a kind of side character. I hope it doesn't really 
do the, do anything at all but that one scream that we saw in the trailer and then it dies immediately i I don't know i hope it just isn't in the film much um because it could ruin it but on the other hand they've got some other really cool designs going on they gave us a wee two three second view of like a, re- a weird crystal wolf thing yeah and that was cool that was really cool it was cool it was cool yeah there was a lot of really cool things in the trailer uh and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with the story. <laughs> it was quite weird feeling like Leia was going to die. Like they were, they, we've got the tension that she's going to get killed and Carrie Fisher having died not so long ago. It felt a bit weird that seeing her on screen and being like, oh, that, she's, in, she's in danger. Ooh, ooh. That was one another one of the kind of misdirections because obviously Carrie Fisher is already dead. So... Seeing her on film is already kind of weird. It was a bit, was a bit unusual. But in the trailer, it's kind of the way it's been edited. It looks like Kylo Ren is coming to kill her, and you're like, "Is going to blow her up?" Yeah, that seems a bit not like not quite in 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 taste. If that makes sense, maybe. But too soon. A bit too soon. I don't know. I but then again, I don't think she would have minded. She's the kind of person that they've made. If they made a good trailer with her in it, she'd love it. So eh. She, yeah, I don't know. And the family hasn't seemed to be outraged. It just felt maybe like one out of ten on the weird scale rather than a zero, which I would have preferred a zero. Okay, right. Well, from one trailer to another one, this one being Justice League. Now, this is out before Star Wars. And I think this is the third trailer or maybe the second one to come out. And um, it's not the first, yeah. Reception has been mixed. James, have you watched the trailer? I have watched the trailer. What did you think? If <laughs> I was really weirded out by how many times they had like a close up of someone smiling. <laughs> like I don't know how every every five seconds, maybe every three seconds, it just like, <laughs> zoomed in on one of the heroes' faces and they were doing some cheesy grin. <laughs> it was very weird. I don't know. Is that all the reshoots? The reshoots are all just adding still frames of hero smiling. Well, for people who, who who forgot, Justice League went through some what sound like pretty sizable reshoots. Um, what what for? I'm not entirely sure. And we know that Henry Cavill's scenes that he reshot had to be digitally edited because he has a moustache now. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. had to keep that moustache for another film he was filming at the time. Uh, and if it's anything like Suicide Squad, where they did reshoots to make the film funnier then yeah, you might be right. Maybe they did yeah. get those loads of close-ups of people smiling. Because they, they had a really, they had a pretty bad attempt at lightheartedness towards the end that I don't even remember anymore. I just remember being not impressed by it. Uh, the one thing I would say is that the CGI looks better. They've had time to refine it, which is a good sign. Uh, it means they are still working on it. So there's always room for it. I, I don't really have a lot of hope for this film. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it just seems too big for this. For like, we're what in the third, fourth, whatever film? It seems big. It also seems like more of a Batman versus Superman kind of film as opposed to Wonder Woman, shall we say? Which yeah, Wonder Woman was was excellent. I really enjoyed it. I mean, besides the third act in which it all just went to standard superhero CGI boss fight, but with Batman versus Superman, that was just a really terrible, turgid film. Wonder Woman at least had a good story, well, you know, decent pace, good characters, good visuals. And this, based on the trailer, just seems more of, of BVS or BS, yeah. shall we say. 
I mean, possibly they've only used scenes from the latter third of the film for the trailer, but I'm not terribly excited yet. Also, Maybe I will be. I don't know. The Superman stuff was nice. It's nice that they put him in the trailer rather than pretending that we don't all know that no, he's going to be in the film in some way. No, but the, see, this is what I didn't like, because obviously everybody knows Superman's coming back. He's not actually dead. Yeah. So why are we just pretending that he's not going to be there? Because of course he's going to be there. He's Superman. Well, they put him in the trailer. Granted, they put him in the trailer in a dream, but they did put him in there. So they haven't like gone for the whole, oh, we're not even going to mention the character. Also, the thing I noticed was Aquaman, who's played by Jason Momoa, who is yeah. an absolute beast. Yeah, quite quite the beast. He spends most of the time just going, rawr! Uh, yeah! Uh, just on uh, top of things. He's like, he's, he's just on, a, on like a Batmobile, and he's like, yeah! Jumping through the air, rawr! Like, he doesn't do anything else. He also smiles at the camera once. Yeah, and what's his power apart from having lots of muscles? And, like, a trident. He controls the fish. Does he? Yeah, man. He can speak to fishes and sea creatures. And he's super strong. He can't fly, though. I don't think he can fly. I expect he can't fly. He can probably swim very (laughs) fast. He's like the superhero version of Dory. He can talk to to the whales. I think you can do a bit more than Dory in terms of Marlin and Dory is exactly the same as average human and Aquaman. Also, if Aquaman's power is to communicate with fish, what good is that meant to be against what I'm going to assume is like millions of... An invading alien force. Yeah, aliens and, and dark side. Like, what's he meant to do? Just, what, summon the tuna? Summon the sardines and throw them at them. You'll see. He's gonna bring out bring out some kraken swordfish and bring down bring down some aliens. Bring out some EU regulations about where and where they can't fight or fish. Hey, you guys can't be here. This is this is EU waters. This is protected mackerel stocks. Ain't no ain't no messing with these, Mister Darkside. Yeah. Okay. Well. I look forward to seeing what Aquaman actually does, apart from swim about underwater. Yeah. And also, Ooh. how does Batman even find him? He's underwater. Because Batman's really clever. He's got and he's got a big computer. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's going to be in the film. It was kind of in the last film. They just they had a hard drive about them. Yeah, but I, do, oh, I mean, never mind. Well, I'm sure the film will explain it. But the whole, yeah, the whole thing of what his powers and how he. Can can even be even just a remotely helpful in that fight, but he has he's got muscles, yeah. But you're right, he can't fly. Yeah, but he just gets chucked about. He can swim. He gets he gets flown by other people. I mean, yeah, right, come like, on, let's compare him to Batman. What's Batman's in, like superpowers? He's just got a fancy suit, and he's rich. That's that's yeah. the line he uses. Yeah, Aquaman's rich in fish. <laughs> yeah, but also. Surely Aquaman would be good if the fight was taking place underwater. Well, you know what? Like 70% of the world's water, okay? He's better than most. Batman can cover the land. Maybe he's got a cool submarine. I don't know. Aquaman's got most of the globe. Right. Okay, well, let's leave that for now. That film is out, I think, November 17th, which is three weeks after Thor Ragnarok, which, just on a passing note, because, of course, we mention Marvel because we love Marvel, because we're totally Marvel, and, you know... Every time I mention DC, we have to mention Marvel. We do. you got to bring yeah. balance to the world whenever you mention DC. You mention a good Marvel film. Reviews of Thor Ragnarok, or rather initial reviews on social media have started coming out. And, I mean, do, do I need to, to tell you what the reaction is, James? Well, you don't need to tell me, but we're doing one of them podcast things. Okay, well, do you want to guess what the reaction is? It doesn't go like this. Hey, 10 out of 10. 
It's it's very positive. Yes, it's not. I don't think it's going to be quite the you know ten out of tens all round as. Rats. It's not going to be an Oscar winner. No, it's not. It's not. But it's Marvel, and again, they just they just seem to have done it again. Just another entertaining, colorful, fun film is what the reviews are essentially saying. I'm okay with colorful and fun. We need more of that. Yeah, and because it's Taika Waititi, we've talked about this before. Taika Waititi, who did one of my favorite films of last year, which was Hunt for the Wilder People. It's on Netflix. Oh. If you want to go see it, it's oh. awesome. So good. It's such a fun wee film. Um, so yeah. Go watch that. He's now done this Thor film and uh, it's out in a couple of weeks' time. Reviews have been good. So that's good. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it as well. Do you want to uh, take us into the the last film we're going to talk about this the week? The film that because... we said we were both going to watch and then I didn't yeah, I didn't watch it. That film. James. Yeah, let's talk about Blade Runner and let's totally review it from our own opinions that we have formed ourselves by going to see it. I want your excuse, first of all, as to why you did not see it. Well, I... So we tried to plan to see it, you and I, and we couldn't find an overlapping day because you gave me one time and I said, ooh, can't do that. Are you free any other time? And you said, no. And then you said, so I went to, let's see it in our own time. And I said, cool. Yeah, I did. I said, we're going to make our own plans. So I made my own plans. I, I, got, I texted about, got a wee group of people to go see it with because I don't like going to see films on my own, even though you just sit and do nothing at staring at a screen. There's no need to have anyone there. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's perfect. Uh, and I made plans to go see it. We're all happy. And then those plans got pushed back to a day that has not quite arrived yet. <laughs> and that's a shame. Okay. I'm sorry to let everyone down. But also, I'm fairly sure not a single person genuinely cares about my opinion on things. I don't know why you're even listening, whoever's <laughs> okay, listening. Well, But please carry on listening. I'm going to review it without spoiling anything. Is this going to be the same as every other time you've reviewed something about <laughs> spoiling a thing and then you immediately just say the major plot point? No, 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 no. I wouldn't be talking any plot. I Seriously, I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. The main thing I would say is, first of all, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. However, Ooh. it is not going to be for everybody. Ooh. I can think of people I know who will sit through it. And the thing is, it's two hours 40 long. Ooh, yeah. So it's, it's not an... You know, it's a pretty decent chunk of time. However, I'd say that's something more to be savoured as opposed to endured because it really does take its time. It's not a blockbuster which is going to be like, pow, gunshots, yeah, well, fight scene, explosion, all this stuff all at once. <laughs> I, want, I want to see that film, Colin. <laughs> he t- like, he takes... Dennis Villeneuve actually takes time with every scene and there's scenes that other films would have cut out, which this one keeps in. Oh, man. Visually stunning yeah see it on the biggest screen possible i will soundtrack okay. brilliant acting excellent. Yeah, excellent um and some really memorable characters who definitely you 100 percent stack up to um the original not good only the only things i would say jared leto i, I get i just don't like him i don't like him i don't like, think he's very good i know what you <laughs> i don't think he's very good uh, and I can see what he was trying to go for, but no, just no. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be everyone's review of every single performance of his forever. So, oh, I can see what he was trying to do. It was just a really bad idea and he didn't do it well. The thing is, he's very good in Dallas Buyers Club, which essentially has prolonged his career. Yeah, that one time, that one time he was good and it's going to get him jobs forever. Pretty sure he won the Oscar for that. But yeah, um, yeah regardless... 
like yeah, he he is he is the major kind of well, it's not even major. It's a very minor point that he's not that good. But the main thing I would say is that not everybody is going to love this film. I think yeah, it's for movie connoisseurs. Ooh. It's for people who know the original. I don't think you need to know the original before you see it, but I think it helps. Would, would you say it's it's a similar similar audience to people that would enjoy The Revenant, that kind of movie gore? Yes, yes, I'd agree. So, you know, The Revenant is, a, yeah, a Revenant's a great film, but it's, again, great film. not everybody got the hype. Yeah. And again, people, I can think of, you know, even my own brother, older brother, singular, brother is plural. All my brothers. Even like, I can think, I can think. Certainly, my brothers would not enjoy the film because I think they would just say, "What a waste of time! That took forever." Oh man, there was only one explosion per hour. <laughs> Whereas I think people who have time for a blockbuster that really makes you think as well. That you know, it's not just a you know, generic blockbuster saving the world. Like it's nothing like that. It actually has quite. It leaves you questions. Um. And in fact, the only other minor point I would have is that <laughs> it's very, very white. It's a very white film. Oh, there's not. I can't think of any black actors in it or ethnic characters. Tell you what, I'll keep an eye out. So, but other than that, like genuinely, I thought it was brilliant. Like solid nine out of ten. But it is not for everybody. So don't go. Don't at me if you go see it and you think it's terrible. Yeah, Colin's told you already. You're gonna think it's terrible. I, 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 I challenge you though to go. To go on Colin's promise that it is great and at him anyway. Complain at Colin anyway. Do it. Make his life a little bit more miserable. Okay. Yeah. Then it already is. Thanks, James. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think you'll love it, but I don't think everybody will. Cool. That's my, that's my summary. It's a good summary, Colin. You've made a good sale. I'm going to see it now. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, shall we move on? Let's move on. Okay. And talk about something which you also don't really know a lot about, if I'm correct. I know things about it. Right. Okay, so basically, Scotland's national football team... Yay, Scotland. And hence lots of people turn off right now. Failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup, which means it's now 20 years since Scotland last played in a major football tournament. Now, I know that's maybe not a big deal to everybody, but if you compare it to the fact that you say Iceland, with its 300,000 population... As now, um, they're in the World Cup. They made it. They They've did done it. it. Iceland did it. I'm proud of them. Syria. Syria were a the width of the post away from qualifying for the World Cup. The width of a post. The width of yeah. a post. Because like, cause the guy hit the post in the last minute. And if a goal post. Had, had it gone in, Syria would be one step closer to the World Cup. Yeah. And then Panama. 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 They qualified for the World Cup. Yeah, what have they got? Like a population of five and a canal. <laughs> so, questions now being asked. Gordon Strachan um, has paid the ultimate price, his life. Um, <laughs> he is now dead. He has been sacrificed <laughs> on the fields. Sacrificed to the gods of FIFA to please just let us in for one time. So, I know, yeah, there's, there's people who are alive today who have never seen Scotland play. In, in in a big contest. I remember Scotland playing the World Cup 1998 very vaguely. and Yeah, me too. Very, very vaguely. Yeah, I think it's terrible, and I'm sure lots of other people do, that all these other nations who have you know, far smaller populations than we do, and they're qualifying for the World Cup, and we haven't done it for two decades. James, what's the problem? We're not tall enough. 
Well, no, 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 no. So, see, this is the thing. Gordon Strachan, as you nicely referenced there. No, he said it, so it's true. He literally said genetics. That's the reason why Scotland are not that good. However, yeah. Spain... No, it's, it's just true, Colin. Hold on, hold on. Spain are the smallest or shortest of the European countries. Then it's Scotland. Then it's Portugal. And Portugal won the last European Championships. Yeah. And also, what do Scotland have, or rather, what does Scotland not have, that the Northern Irish have, that the, that the Republic of Ireland have, that Wales have. Mental fortitude. Is that it? Yes. I don't know. Good luck. Fortune. Who knows? We've got decent players. I don't know. Maybe it's the willingness to get rid of bad players. Uh, well, maybe. But also the fact that, you know, is there, an, is there like a poison chalice here? Is it like an inevitability of taking the job that you're just going to fail and suck and be terrible? Uh, I don't think so. I don't because because we've had a good second second half of the qualifying. Yeah, unbeaten in six games. Yeah, so like it can't just be that everything's bad. I I I just don't know how or what what changed. I don't remember many changes between the first and the second half. Did they change the formation? <laughs> well, actually, Strachan started playing some players who all the fans and everybody were telling him to play. And he never did. Oh, yeah, they did do that. Yeah, because remember, they kept all the oldies and the bad players and never yes. do anything for the country. And then we went, oi, oi, they've not done anything for years. Because Strachan lives in England and so never watched the Scottish players and so presumed the likes of Lee Griffiths, who is now probably one of Scotland's most important players, was rubbish because he was like, oh, he plays in Scotland, so therefore he sucks. Let's just play Chris Martin. Other players yes. who are not that good. He plays the occasional game down south. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think the problem was that quite a lot of our top tier players as a nation are a wee bit or are good enough to play at the best of the Scottish teams, but they all just become substitutes slash reserves of English teams and therefore never play football and are therefore less match sharp. So they have fewer games. They've got less flexibility when it comes to like tactics when it comes to actually playing the game so they're going to be bad it doesn't matter if on paper they're great they don't play enough take a guy that plays every week and he'll do better who would you get to replace track and what leader me apart besides you i mean i was gonna say maybe jeremy corbyn because you know he's done a pretty good job of revitalizing <gasps> yeah. labor yeah you can turn things around from the worst of situations exactly like he he's could literally... probably still get us into the world cup he's <laughs> despite the fact we're mathematically out then yeah you're probably right no, you can do it. It's Jeremy. Who else Who else would be a good candidate? I was going to say, maybe Fidel Castro, but he's dead. So, another, like, fearless dictator who's, you know, soldiered on with his nation <gasps> despite the facts, you know, in the face of adversity. And with ties to Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Donald Trump. Okay, well, I, I can't imagine that one would go down particularly well. He can bring it back from the brink. He can go against the popularity. Yeah. He doesn't listen to anyone else's opinions. You're starting to sell me on this, James. He's strong. He's orange. He's big. <laughs> He's a tall man with good hair. Very good hair. The best of hair. Okay. Yeah. He can shout, you know, and he does that thing over his mouth where it's very directional. He's got a wee trumpet of a mouth, so he'd be able to shout directly at players very well. Losing the name Trump. Yeah. And he'd invest heavily, right? Well, I mean, we uh, have the Trump really national team. You can't really invest in a national team where everybody is picked by where they were born, as opposed to where you can buy them from. But yeah, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you would make it work. Yeah, he, just, he built us a bunch of Trump stadiums. We have Trump West, Trump East, <laughs> Trump Middle. Okay, 
All right, enough. Scotland, you're terrible, but, you know, if you want me and James to be co-managers, let us know. Hey, yeah, no, we're really good at doing things together. And talking of Donald Trump, let's finish up with his statement that only one thing will work with dealing with North Korea. James, what is that one thing? Friendship. (laughs) A nice lunch. Oh, we're doing the list thing again. (laughs) A a cup of tea poured from a boiling kettle, but the kettle's... No, let's not... Let's not make a huge list of things. But also, when he says that, you know he means nuclear annihilation. He just means destroy them all. If we take that option, it will be devastating. I can tell you that. Devastating for North Korea. So, why on earth? Like, why would you say that? And if you are going to say it, why are you covering it up with some terrible metaphor? Or, like, just, just being kind of vague. He's just being vague. Yeah. Because he's not even... He's no metaphor about it. He just didn't say anything. Because literally everybody knows what you're talking about. You're literally talking about blowing them off the face of the earth. And that's what's going to work. That's that's that's, what, that's how you're going to deal with North Korea. You've not even been in office for like a year yet. Come on. Oh man, it's near. It's going to be a year, isn't it? It's almost, yeah, it's getting there. <sighs> oh dear. Uh, well, yeah. Trump's dumb. He says whatever he wants. Well, he doesn't say it. He tweets whatever he wants. Uh, and I haven't seen any especially long tweets since we changed the character limit. I'm looking forward to when those are more popular. I, I uh, mean, frankly, I don't think the people at Twitter wanted to give Trump 280 characters. I mean, the world's in as bad a state as it is already. Imagine what he could do with twice as much power. Oh, that would be terrible. One thing that he hasn't tweeted about is the Queen, because he's not going to see the Queen anymore. Why? They've, they've, did you not hear? They've downgraded a state visit to, to the UK. I didn't hear that. He, no. He's not. Yeah, no, they've downgraded the state visit and he's, he's not going to get to visit the Queen. Well, that's probably a good thing because she might have like a heart attack. Oh, I'm delighted. Like She deserves better people. I mean, sure, worse people have visited, maybe. I don't know. I don't know her whole history. But let's be honest here. Let's not let a basic Nazi sympathizer visit the Queen who fought in the war. Well, fought with quotations in the war. Yeah, well, I saw something today, actually, which I guess would explain the fact that people have been talking about his state, or rather not state visit, in Mm -hmm. that everywhere he goes is going to be massive protest. Because as we've talked about before, I know we don't live in the States, but Obama is viewed as like some sort of demigod around the world whereas Trump <laughs> is had, just yeah people had a good opinion on Obama mostly absolutely but but that's because Obama even if he had policies that weren't working and he and he kind of killed innocent people here and there yeah he footed around subjects and he was on the fence a lot and he didn't get a lot done however he was a good guy he came across really he well spoke he well s- he was eloquent he, he was charisma. funny he could make fun of himself and he was just very well liked and he had a great smile you know, he had, a, he had a great smile. Like, you, know, you can't understate the importance of a good smile. Whereas Trump has done literally nothing to endear himself to anybody. No, 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 no. He's he's thrown some toilet papers at ref, at people that were homeless. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was talking about how he was like Kobe with the with throwing kitchen towel at people. <laughs> yeah, oh, Kobe, hurricane victims, have some towels, yay! <laughs> and then he's no, threatening just... to pull out all the aid because he just can't be bothered. I don't know. He got made fun of, so he's going to stop helping people live. Oh, what a guy. So Yeah, no, yeah, no, if he comes here, there would surely just be endless protests. There kind of already was in Scotland, wherever he went, people protested it. 
before can, he was president. Can so. we protest it, James? Yeah, we can. Yay! Cease operate outing. Yeah. If he if he comes anywhere that we can travel to without losing our jobs, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we should directly protest Trump. We should try and get a recording of. To him. be fair, it's it's one of these ones. I'm just reading about this now. He's apparently going to come in 2018. He could be asked to open a new embassy. Do, do we need a new embassy for the Americans? Well, uh, uh, they probably must be coming up with one, seeing as he's not getting to visit Queenie. Just being like, oh, sorry about <laughs> not being late. Oh, we're, we're building a building you can, you instead. Can meet a building instead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, the very, oh, just nothing to be named after him, please. That's the thing. It's, it's horribly embarrassing to think about just as a human that is alive, that there's going to be buildings that are built in America or elsewhere that are going to be named after him ah. and it wasn't him that named them. That's horrible. That's a sad thought. Because up until now, all of the Trump buildings in the world have just been like hilarious because he's such a narcissist. But as soon as like a library gets named after him somewhere, it's just going to, oh, it's just chills. I'm going to, ah, oh, it's a stab in the back of humanity. It's, it's fine. They'll get firebombed. Are you are you suggesting that places should be burnt down, Colin? No, I'm saying that other people will do it for us. You're just for, okay for us. That sounds like suggesting no, again. I mean, for you're, for us, I mean like us. I mean like humanity. I don't mean humanity. like us. for humanity. Yeah, you're saying for humanity, people will burn down things, not for humanity go burn down things. Okay, let's let's wrap this up in case I say anything more incriminating. Um, James, I'm going to go down. Uh, go down. I'm going to down and lie. You're going to go down. I'm going to have. I'm going to be put down. And then I'm going to have a lie down because my voice is not quite the way it should be. No, no, it, it, it's horrible, Colin. <laughs> Thanks. You're horrible too. You're, you're welcome. I, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just horrible in general. You're, you're too kind. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I'm going to go. I'll see you next week. Uh, yeah. Bye everyone. Bye. Tweet, tweet us. Tweet, tweet at, tweet at Colin. Send nudes. Don't, don't do that. <laughs>